if I yawn one more time. Bro, every time we've tried to record, Abby's just like, <gasps> and then yawn. <laughs> like, I see Juan going for the record button, and I'm immediately like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. And my name is Abby. And how are you doing? Good morning, good evening, good everything. Yes. Welcome back. Or yeah. welcome for your first time. And if it's your first time, we say it in every other video, go back and do your homework. Start over. <laughs> we'll see you Actually, when you, you could start here. This might be good. Maybe. Might, <laughs> might italicized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I finally got a new book I'm reading, and I'm actually, like, flying through it. Yeah. Because... I've stepped my game up from two pages a day to like. Ooh. I'm reading like four? ten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn! You didn't need to cook me like that. That was good. Well done. No, I'm reading for like ten minutes a day now. Like, oh, I make nice. more time to read because now that I got this new job, schedule is changing. I'm figuring out the routine like we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. And now I have implemented going to the gym after work. So it's like I give myself more time in the morning to sit down, eat, wake my body up rather than just walking out the door and like pumping iron and like (laughs) trying to just go off of a banana for the whole day. Yeah. Yeah, I got to experience it the one day. He, like, sat on the couch all comfy. He's, like, eating an apple or something and reading this book. I know. She caught me in my, like, rare form. I was like, what are you doing here? This is my time. (laughs) Stop invading my space. (laughs) Yeah, I felt, like, obligated to. Honestly, I just came down because I woke up. I just had the urge to wake up. And then as soon as I hit the couch, I fell asleep again. Yeah, like sitting up, holding your face. (laughs) <laughs> just completely intruded on my space bars. But Juan's been really loving this book, so yeah. he ended up sharing a lot of the stuff with me, and I thought, if you want to share it with me, let's share it with everybody. Yes, ma'am. It's called Stop Doing That Shit, End Self-Sabotage and Demand Your Life Back by Gary John Bishop, the author of the New York Times bestseller, Unfuck Yourself. I have seen that book. It's orange, right? I guess so yeah i have seen it as well but this is the first book i picked up by this guy and addressing the topic of self-sabotage like as soon as you read the word at least for me i'm like oh that's the word for it Mm -hmm. everything that i've been going through right now there's the word Mm -hmm. didn't know that's what it was not like i wasn't aware of what self-sabotage was but like yeah you know as you're like going through everything you don't take the time to think about The concept of self-sabotage. Yeah. Juan brought it up to me, like, talking about the topic of self-sabotage. And I was like, yeah, I already know. I already know what it is. I already know how I do it. It is something that I actively avoid, which now that it's coming up from somebody else, it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe you should do something. Maybe you should fix that. (sighs) So... A direct definition of self-sabotage, at least what it says in the book, and he even quoted Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary defines sabotage as destructive or obstructive action carried on by a civilian or enemy agent to hinder a nation's war effort, or A, an act or process tending to hamper or hurt, B, deliberate subversion. So... 
in the book, he was like, oh, maybe there is no real enemy agent. Maybe the enemy agent is you. And then um, the infamous page 20, when I sat Abby down and read all this, she was like, oh, nice. <laughs> Great. He was like, um, oh, how did he start? I got it right here. Oh, he says, and don't mind me, I'm going to try and not be super, like, monotone and boring reading mm-hmm. this. I'll be quick. I can read it like how I read Jewel's bedtime story tonight. <laughs> Jewel. <laughs> Abby was pretending to be a ghost, a bat, a pumpkin, because she was like, oh, it's time. Let's read the fall book. But anyway, he says, but here's the thing. The sabotage I'm talking about isn't limited to those blatantly obvious examples. It's also something that happens in a lot of little ways throughout the day. It's something we all do, and we're pretty much doing it all the time. It can be something as simple as constantly hitting that snooze button in the morning or the tendency to show up a little late to places you're scheduled to be. Not so late that it becomes a major problem, but you still find yourself rushing out the door as you shove your feet into your untied shoes and arriving five or ten minutes later than you'd like. Sometimes it looks like skipping like... Sometimes it looks like skipping breakfast and settling instead for a candy bar. Or maybe you're one of those people who chronically procrastinates but always manage to get things done at the last moment. So you don't think too much of it. Living on the edge, huh? And then he just says, how's that working out for you? Personally attacked. Yeah, once I read that to Abby and I said the part about like the procrastination, because we have referenced that before. Like, mm-hmm. As soon as I read that to you, you were like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, no. That is a problem. Yeah. That's talking about me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that we talk a lot about, especially in our recent episodes, maybe even the last 10, we talk a lot about, like, self-care and making space for yourself and um, making space to connect with your inner child and nature and all of that stuff. But there is also a point that you need to... Take some accountability. Yeah, take some accountability and be like, am I working hard enough to be complaining about self-care? And that is kind of like a point that I'm at. Yeah. That I was on a long tangent for, I want to make space for myself. I want to feel good. I want to have space for me and my inner child and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, I got to fucking work, bro. Yeah. I got to get my shit together. It can't be sweet all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, revisiting the topic of self-sabotage, because I know that I do it hardcore, Um, referencing back to when I was in college, literally like six months ago, (laughs) Um, for the past four years, I've been doing college full time. And I am absolutely one of those people that it's like, this is a big project. I've had two weeks to do this said project Mm -hmm. and I will wait until the very last day to get everything done. And I will, I will cram it all into a few hours. I could probably get a week long project done in three hours. I've seen it happen because I will procrastinate that long where I'm like, I got to research and then I get inspired and I'm like, hyper fixation. Yeah. I hyper fixate find everything that I need, and then it's done. And I'm like, wow, this is actually amazing. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And then you're, like, happy with it, but you're beat the next day. Yeah. I'm drained, absolutely exhausted the next day, and I'm like, I, why do I do this to myself? 
I'm waking up and I'm drinking like 10 cups of coffee. It's exhausting. And that's just homework. Somebody's dog is mad. Yeah, they're going crazy out there. <laughs> Do you procrastinate? Are you a procrastinator? No, I'm too anxious for that. Yeah. The second I get something, I have to get it done right away. You know what's funny is that, like, in the midst of, like, I wait until the last second because I know I'll get anxiety and it'll, it'll push me. Like, it'll skyrocket me into hyperfixation. No. That's the reason. No, I literally, like, if I sit... And do other stuff, knowing I have to get that done. Mm -hmm. I won't be able to enjoy anything else. Mm -hmm. If I do it at the last minute, like I'm gonna be, it, it just doesn't work for me. It's never worked. I've always had to get it That's funny. done immediately. Could you imagine what my nervous system is like? Oh God. <laughs> so, what ways do you self sabotage? Mm. Since you've been reading the book, have you had time to think about it? I know my old ways of self-sabotage were all of the um, impulsive decisions mm -hmm. and like I, we've referenced them before and like how I said I was selfishly thinking it was going to just help me in the future in the long run for everybody but I was just doing it to please some part of me at the end of the day mm -hmm. like it was really uh, hard not to make spur-of-the-moment decisions. Like, I was looking for a shortcut to monetary success, and for a quick burst of serotonin, I was a hardcore, head-in-the-clouds dreamer. And, like, I looked at the ways in which that decision could benefit me every time at the end of the day. So you only looked at the benefits and not, like, both ends yeah, of the spectrum. Yeah, like, I was... Like when we were going to move to Florida. Yeah. I was doing that just because I was getting talked up. Like you'll have a job. You'll be working here. We can room together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, we're going to get married in this month so we can move that move down there in the fall. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad we didn't do that. That would have been wild. Yeah. What if we would have got stuck in Florida? Freshly pregnant. Oof. Right after we got married? Yeah. Excuse me. That would have been the sabotage of the yeah. century. Yeah. Would we have survived? Who knows? Not long. Yeah. But anyway, um, I would say another form of my self-sabotage would be, how, like how we've been referencing my um, need for like, achievement like achievement based needs that I have mm -hmm. like I blame that I don't have an outside source inspiring me when I instead just need to be doing it for myself mm -hmm. or like how I explained in my Saturday morning video like just because you're doing more doesn't mean you're getting more done like I'll dabble in just enough to make it feel like I'm heading towards some form of achievement, whether it's like how I structure my day so that way I work out a little, I read a little, I make sure I give like a good quality work day in my eight hour day and then I come home and like 
I try and fit some form of dance in the day while at the same time making sure I'm aware and present with Jewel and like I have little bits of achievement from doing those things throughout the day that I'm trying to attain like I want to read more books I want to you know keep my body in good shape by working out I want to make sure I keep my skill level up and progressing in dance but I don't actually practice every day like I make it seem like I do just because like I can create enough on the spot, but in my head, I know I'm not realistically doing anything towards the goal that I want. When I I think about making the time for it rather than just making the time for it, that's a, a big problem I have. It's like I, I think about getting it done rather than just getting it done and not thinking about it in the sense of like making a plan just thinking about the idea of like oh I should dance today or I watch a video and I try to get inspired from that and I'll do a little dance in the kitchen while I'm like cooking dinner or something or trying to play with Jewel but then she wants to play with me and I just am not consistent mm. yeah that makes sense it's a lot yeah so I know two ways off the top of my head that I have issues with self-sabotage. The first one is, I guess, a little bit easier to fix. I could probably just fix it and be done with it. That's but another point. Side note, just because you said a keyword fix, I just read it. I want to reference back to this after you say this. Okay. But I put a star next to it. He said, you're more about self-fix rather than self-improve. Okay. Ooh, yeah. We're going to touch back on that. Say your self-tabotage ways. All right. Anyways, my first thing is that I set an alarm every single day to get up shortly after you leave for work Mm -hmm. so that I can come down here and, like, clean before Jewel wakes up. Mm -hmm. That way I can just spend time with her when she's here, like, awake, and then I don't have to, like, do hardcore cleaning because, like, Normally, I get up, and then I'm like, oh, Jill's probably awake. Let me go get her up. And then we just go get ready together and come down. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, always been the routine, but I, in my brain, feel like that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I should fix this. I need to do something else. I need to not come down here in pajamas in my own house Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like, you know, I see, like, the homeschooling moms and homestead moms on Instagram and Mm -hmm. I'm like wow I should make myself presentable in Mm -hmm. my own home for social media although I probably will not Mm -hmm. record myself in any way so that's like the first thing so I'm always trying to like change our routine to like make it better Mm -hmm. and make it seem more impressive to other people that's Mm -hmm. like the basis of it is that like wow I have a strict regimen with Jewel but like our routine is okay. Yeah, that's another thing that like I've started to notice in myself. Um, how I again mentioned in my uh, Saturday morning video this week was I do I try and say that I'm doing more to like make it look like I'm I try to show that I'm doing that many things just to make it seem like I'm doing more. So like I'll post snippets of like. 
a motivational video or a choreo freestyle battle whatever i'm doing just to make it seem like i'm still active in those ways Mm -hmm. even though again i don't put in the work required Mm -hmm. to necessarily improve my skill the way that i actually want to Mm -hmm. back to you sorry to interrupt no that's okay i missed that point no no actually you saying that made me think about like everything that's gone on this week so complete side note i've had the worst fucking week of my life so far so far, you're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, as you were sitting there talking about that, I was like, hmm, I wonder why I guilt myself so much into doing things better even if nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. But I realized that has another topic that um, I don't know that we'll, I'll ever expand on here. But um, just to name it, I have a lot of church-related trauma. Mm. And it comes from that. That's what it comes from. Okay. The guilting myself into doing something better. Yeah. It comes from that and family trauma. But those kind of go hand in hand. So at least I know where it comes from. It's not like I have to guess. So that's nice to know. The other thing that I have an issue with is um, like another way that I self-sabotage is my personal relationships. And I'm... A pretty opinionated person. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I... Um, Am more vocal. Oh, no. <laughs> no. With you? Yeah. I was going to say that like, with personal relationships, um, my, I have a willingness, like a very high willingness for whatever reason, to shove my own feelings aside and allow others to interpret me as they wish. Mm-hmm. And while I let others continuously step all over me, I resent them for treating me the way that they do, but I allow it mm-hmm. and do nothing Yeah, to f- fix it. <laughs> um. And you th- do you think you have to live up to that image that they have of you? Yeah. Is that what the sabotage oh, yeah. is, like, coming from? Yeah. So I have, like, in my head with, like, my immediate family and extended family, there's, like, a certain image that they have of me mm-hmm. and that I have to uphold that image. And then whatever – that is a little bit clearer because I grew up in that sense. Right. And then I have an image of what I think your family expects of me, uh-huh. and I try to uphold that. Although they do get like a more like realistic side of me, uh-huh. I still try to appease what I think they want from me uh-huh. for you. Uh-huh. And then friends. How many of us have them friends? <laughs> Sorry, just had to break have, in a song real quick. I don't have. <laughs> Any. <laughs> mm, don't say I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, and then whatever I think my friends. So I think I've briefly mentioned this before, but I maybe I haven't. I ended a friendship this year mm-hmm. and it was like a very old friendship that I've had for a long time from high school. And that is the only step I've ever taken towards this, like me being a like me willingly being a doormat to everybody that I know. Uh-huh. And I got so tired of being high school me around these group of friends. 
but I also simultaneously got tired of experiencing only high school them as adults. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I do think I've mentioned this before because I said that we never like, maybe I didn't, I don't know anymore. (laughs) We never like altered the relationship to become more mature as we became mature people. Right. And as we became adults and we started our own lives and we were all in different areas and stuff like that, it never grew. It never changed. It just was like, okay, now we're all back together. Let's gossip and talk shit and be like, oh my God, my boyfriend sucks, blah, 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 like type of thing. It was just really like surface level. And I got tired of doing that and I was like, everybody's life is progressing and I have to actively participate in that, but I'm just the high school friend and it hasn't grown past anything beyond that. Right. We're not like lifelong friends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand at their weddings and have a sign that's like high school best friend. And that's yeah. literally all I am. And I didn't want that. And I didn't want them to look at their pictures and be like, wow, these are my friends that I've made in my adulthood. And then it's like my high school friend. Right. And that was an image that I couldn't keep up with. And it was a persona that I was like, I am not this person anymore. I'm so far beyond this person that I don't want to be that anymore. So I ended that friendship. And I haven't been able to deconstruct family-based friendships or friendships, family-based like imagery of myself Mm -hmm. to the people around me. And... I find it really hard to like deconstruct that. So um, I give into it and I give almost everything I have of myself at all times to the people I know and love the most. And whether they're grateful or not for me doing that. So when I don't receive something as simple as gratitude i don't need like my same act of kindness or whatever i do maybe it's not kind Mm -hmm. maybe it just is what it is if i i don't care if i don't receive it in return but if i don't receive gratitude i wonder what's wrong with these people to to be able to treat me this way um in the first place and even though i'm completely aware that they're being ungrateful i guess I will continue to do it. So I just continue to give and give and give and give and give whether anybody's really asking for it or not. Now, there are a lot of people that are asking for it because I have given so much. Mm -hmm. And they're just so used to me giving. And then it's just like, well, why don't you give some more? And I'm like, sure, you ungrateful bitch. Mm. (laughs) Golly. But real in reality, I'm like, sure, how can I help? Or as Jewel says uh, with her little McDonald's cash register, welcome to McDonald's Healthy Food. How may I help you? She says that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally me. Hello. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Let me do anything that I can. I'll be here. I'm just a phone call away. How's that make you feel? What? Knowing that you're like willingly doing that. Um, I like helping. I wouldn't offer any help if I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't like that it maybe gets to a point where it's expected Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to create that boundary Mm -hmm. because it's like it gets kind of like exhausting when I can't like plan my week Mm -hmm. or sometimes it feels like there's an assumption that because I'm home with Jewel every single day that I don't have anything to do. So it's like, well, why wouldn't you be able to do this? Mm. Why wouldn't you be able to come for dinner? Why yeah. wouldn't you be able to drive all the way here for this thing? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you be able to pick up this thing for me and then drop it off to me? Mm. You know, although like sometimes it's like a really menial task I still have Jewel with me and I still have a lot of things to do at home because then there's also the expectation of like, oh, well, you're at home. You should be making sure that like when your husband comes home, he's like not coming home to like a shit show. Who's saying that? Nobody's saying it. I was going to say, you're not hearing that from me. I know. I'm just making it clear. I'm not saying that it's coming from you. Okay. It's more so outside sources. Mm. It's like, yeah, well, you, because you are home, you cook, you clean, you do all of this stuff. Your, your husband's working all day, so you should make sure that he's taken care of when he comes home. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, you're right. How the hell am I supposed to do that if I'm out all day long? Mm-hmm. And it's not everybody. It's not all the time. It's not like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like it's also your choice. Yeah, I also just like can't say no to anybody. It's not even just like the running around and helping other people out. It could be anything. And they were roommates. <laughs> and they were roommates. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my tangent. Yeah. Do you want to go back to? Yeah, let's get back me? to that. So I'm going to be starting in, like, the middle of the passage. But um, he says, this is right before he says you're more about self-fix and self-improve. It goes, many of you still can't deal with that experience to this day. You are uncomfortable staring at yourself, not okay with who you are, and addicted to changing yourself in one way or another. You're more about self-fix than self-improve. Thus you become self-conscious, i.e. conscious of a self and that self-consciousness carries right into adolescence and adulthood and all the way to the grave. Long after the innocence of childhood wonder has dissipated into memories, you make the extraordinary ordinary, maybe not right away, but certainly over time. Think about the first time you got a cell phone. How about a new car? Your dream home? Remember when that was the most exciting of things? Now? Meh. You're off on the search for the next fix. Click. It's not just material possessions. It also applies to love, relationships, friendships, goals, dreams, and everything else in your life that once upon a time you might have appreciated or treasured. It all gets minimized, made ordinary, and shoved down in the pursuit of something else. Deep breath. Collect yourself. Think about that for a second. Run it back if you have to. Because he literally says, now pause. Next. Yeah. So perfect. Now pause. Instead of looking ahead, stop right here in this moment and take stock of your life. 
think about the dreams or accomplishments or goals that as soon as you achieve them, withered, added to the shelf in your memory alongside the third grade reading certificate, first date, college acceptance letter, new job, what was that thing you used to think that if you had it in your life, it would make all the difference for you, only to be accomplished and then cast aside in favor of your latest shiny thing? So, what's the answer? I, like, if I, that's actually exactly where I stopped reading, like, this morning. So, we'll have no answer today? I, I don't have a follow-up to it. This is going to have to be a two-parter. It just might be. It's going to end kind of somber, guys. I wouldn't say so. It's just a lot to think about because it's like I can exactly reference that moment. Um, but you know what's crazy is that like when you were going through the part where he was talking about like next to your third grade award or whatever he yeah. said. And then like your first date, your college acceptance letter, your first car. I just... This week, uh, Juan and I got rid of the first car that I ever bought, and mm-hmm. I was really upset about it. Had to make some sacrifices. Yeah. And I wonder why on those list of accomplishments of all the things that you do, so like, you know, all of those things I just mentioned, fixing yourself goes along with every single one of them. What do you mean? Like, when you're in high school... And say like the beginning of high school, freshman, sophomore, freshman, sophomore year before you started taking like SATs junior year, right? Were you not just like, I'm a kid, I'm going to school, I'm just doing my thing. And then all of a sudden you have to wake up and you're like, well, you need to get responsible and serious and be able to do all of these things. So I need to fix myself in order to be able to get into college. Yeah. It, it it did always come from a sense of something needing to be fixed, like, about what you're doing. So is it, like, we never actually fix? We just are? But then what is? <laughs> you're getting, like, you're diving into the philosophical aspect Well, I of guess it. I'm just looking at it from the sense of, like, I'm just a person and I can only know so much. Of course. I'm a human being, not a human doing. Yes. So if I'm just a human being, what are all of these accomplishments? If they don't, re- if they come and go. Mm-hmm. If they were once, wow, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And then now it's just like, eh, click, like you said. Mm-hmm. Next. That was literally what the section was called, click. At the end of each portion he was talking about, click. Yeah. Really emphasizing the point of it because, like, how I was saying, I could reference it towards dance. Yeah. Like, all I ever wanted was to have that some form of achievement through it, whether it was winning something, competing in something, making money off of it. I did all of it. And then I was like, whoa, this is it. It actually, like, it reminds me of a conversation I had with my grandma and my, one of my youngest cousins Mm -hmm. the other day. So I went to my grandma's house and I was having breakfast with her. And before, like, my older high school cousins came down to join us for breakfast, one of my youngest cousins, he just started middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, I was telling my grandma and him about how we were going to be selling my car and 
I was like, you know, it's just a car. It doesn't matter. And he chimed in and he was like, yes, it does. I was like, no, it doesn't. It's just a car. He was like, no, it matters. It matters like what kind of car you have. And I was like, does it? Does it really? And so I just started thinking about like, you know, when you were saying all of those things about accomplishments and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and things that people value. All of that shit comes and goes. So what's the point of valuing anything that is material? I always take it to you and I always yeah. take it to a philosophical yeah, I was gonna say, sense. We dive so far. Yeah. But I guess it's just interesting. It makes you reevaluate what it is that you value mm-hmm. if there's always something better to come next. What do you think? I mean, that's heavy. Yeah. The that's, way that we dive into it. I was gonna say I just stressed but we dove gotta, into Yeah, that. we gotta reel it back. We gotta reel it back. So when thinking of the idea of it being self-fix rather than self-improve, like I never looked at it in that sort of distinction to like separate the two because like is fixing something necessarily improving it? It can, Mm -hmm. but fixing something is just keeping it the way that it is. And just repairing it, I guess. Yeah. How I'm looking at it. And I'm keeping that super general, like not trying to make some crazy analogy out of it. No, like a car. Like Yeah, like... Your windshield wiper flies off. Yeah. You fix it to put it back the way that it was. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but the, that, that obviously didn't improve the car. To improve the car, you'd have to get a new windshield wiper. Or like some high-quality one. Mm-hmm. But referring back to the accomplishment side of it, I physically and mentally you can see that I have a problem with that already. (laughs) So, like, I don't even know how to start off breaking that down. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. In terms of, like... I don't know, because the last couple episodes I say it is a problem, but like now I'm trying to flip it to the other side. But I guess the way that I'm seeing is is that like if every thing that we fix ourselves for mm-hmm. is just to add something else to a trophy case, ah, uh, I see how you're connecting it. Then like, what are we doing mm-hmm. for ourselves? You know how like bodybuilders will do some wild ass workout routines to make their body look a certain way. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like an accomplishment to look that certain way. Mm -hmm. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. This is just a example. I'm, I'm I'm with you. If the goal is always to just fix yourself enough to accomplish the task to add to the trophy case, what are you left with when the task is done? I guess it would depend on if you're fixing something or improving yourself. 
I'm asking fix. If it's just the fix. Because we, we have yet to... We have yet to really understand what improve is at this point. We we kind of solidified fix. I guess. Be stuck. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm looking at it from all of the experiences that I had. Like in high school, I had cheerleading, and at the end of high school, I worked so hard and I thought it was so important and all of this stuff. And I got to do senior night and I got to. Um, do, you know, have all of these parties and do all of these cheer things, and then at the end of the day, you just give the uniform back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I worked so hard for it to end and be done and just be a memory. So why did I put so much of my own value into it when I could have just enjoyed it? You don't I see- think... Did you gain any value from it? Are are you saying you didn't? No, I did. I did. But I guess, like, look at it from the high school sense, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, for you. We'll take it off of me. I'll put it in your perspective Mm. for a little bit. Balls in my court now. You got accepted into every high school, or every high school, every college that you applied for, right? Yes. Did you go to any of them? (laughs) (laughs) you got me does that make sense yeah you put so much work and value into those interviews and your college uh essay Uh uh-huh that's what got me in i swear and all my sat scores were trash but you still took the sats you still worked towards that you still did your college essay you still did all of those interviews i took the sats twice it's still a long time yeah to get all of those college acceptance letters, and you're like, wow, all the schools I applied to, I can go to any single one. I'm not going to go to any. Mm. Because everybody else was applying to college. Everybody else was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then how many people dropped out? How many people dropped out of that school just to transfer to another one? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm getting at? Kind of. It's like you put so much importance on, like, look at what I did. Mm-hmm. And it, I talked about this last time, look at what I did. But let's disregard how it made me feel. Mm. We're really fighting through this I was going to say, I don't know what to say to this. So this is actually how, like, this is really good insight as to, like, how we talk through things in general. Yeah. We when, will when fight we come through da- it. When we come down to a concept that, like, we're discussing, it turns into these conversations and we try and relate it to, like, real life instances where we mm-hmm. can reference it from mm-hmm. where it may have happened. But there is a lot of these, like, long pauses, like, all the time. Because we'll just sit and we'll just stare, like... And I'm just trying to calculate. My brain is like, beep, boop, bop, <laughs> It's the dial-up noise boop, boop. for anybody who had yeah. dial-up computers. Yeah. And it's just trying to calculate and be like, wow, what's going on? For me, I have to, like, think out loud and be like... Because I have, like, no internal... What's that voice in your head? Internal monologue? Yeah, I don't have that. I do. 
there's no voice up there, so I have to, like, outwardly, as you can probably tell, I'm, like, venting, and you're like, where the fuck are you going with you're this? You're like, oh, well, you're taking me on a ride here. So I'm going to have to take you on the ride that we're going. You're coming with me. Yep. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're coming with me. You're coming with me. But I so, think we should I think we should just let it go on there. Yeah. Ponder it a little so bit. So read the quote one more time, that big part. Not the whole thing, just the big lettered part. You're more about self-fix than self-improve. Okay. Since Juan did not finish the section, so we don't know what self-fix versus self-improve really means in terms of the book right now, we'll make a part two. And we'll revisit this next week. So Uh, take time. Just like we are going to take time until... I got some reading to do. If you want this book, again, we referenced the name, the Uh author. Go get it. Highly recommend it if you're into breaking yourself down like this to like learn more about yourself and mm-hmm. understand why you are the way you are. Again, it's called Stop Doing That Shit by Gary Johnson Bishop. Gary John Bishop. Oh, I'm sorry. Gary John Bishop. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for going on this ride with us. Yeah, we'll see you next week to go over, you know, the other side of that. And also self-awareness and holding yourself accountable and wanting to dive into your own brain and be like, how am I fucking myself up Mm. is hard. Yes. And the reason that we're so it's so easy for us to dive into is because, like I said, this is a constant thing that we do. So if you are struggling to see your own patterns and things like that, maybe just kind of join us for the ride. Yeah. And you can kind of connect with our own experiences and stuff because, again, when we started first holding ourselves like accountable and being like, wow, you know, maybe the problem is me. Um. It's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, the problem is you mm-hmm. all the, of the time. So on that note. If you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace. Love. <laughs> I had to take a pause and look at this motherfucker say. like, what are we doing? I know. Bye. <laughs>